hello there, boys. How are we doing? Yeah, well, that was very monotone. Really. Oh, yeah, that was... Give me some enthusiasm, Daryl. You're uh, in is Europe. There, is there much enthusiasm to be had? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? All right. Ch- let's, let's, next week. Let's start again. Hello there, boys. How are we doing? All right. Welcome back <laughs> to, uh, to the Pretty Bubbles podcast with myself, Daryl, Jamie, and Matt. Mick, Matt? Oh, Matt, Nick. Just um, How are we all doing? All right? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, Excellent. not too bad. Still, still recovering from the Rona. The the missus has now got it, so it is going to be a weekend sat down doing nothing but watching football. I'm going to very quickly pass this over to you, Matt, for five minutes while I go and uh, serve a customer. Um, <laughs> I'll join back in the conversation in a couple of minutes. <laughs> Enjoy. Thanks for that, mate. Oh, what a fantastic start we've got here. Uh, yeah, so, Jamie, you're off to Cheltenham next week. Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, it feels weird. It's finally come round two years after planning it and a lot of money saved. It's, yeah, I'm excited for it now. But, yeah, it won't be a cheap couple of days, but definitely excited. But more importantly, and on topic with the Pretty Bubbles podcast, it does mean you're missing the severe game next Thursday. Are you, what, oh, where do you fall on the scale of excited for the racing, but also gutted for this? I'm kind of thinking, I'm hoping the racing will make me less nervous for next Thursday because it'll kind of keep my mind off it, which is one positive if I can, but I'm Like you, you've waited all this time to watch your team in Europe. They get through to the last 16 playing arguably one of the best teams in Europe in this competition and you're not there for it, but we booked this a year ago. We would never predicted this when we booked it. So that's the way it goes. We'll find a pub, we'll watch it. And trust me, if West Ham win and we get through it in that Thursday night, I can imagine we'll get messy. I was going to say, there'll be a few sore heads on the Friday morning at the races. If, just uh, to go again for Gold Cup Day. Just just go all the way through. Don't sleep and go again on Gold Cup Day. Um, and then just... You'll just hit it all hit you on the weekend when you get home. Someone's gonna wake up in our bath at our Airbnb, just like covered in like ran alcohol, being sick, sick all night. Living the I don't know who it'll be. Hopefully you. Anyway, Daryl's back. Let's crack on with the pod. We've just been I talking thought about you, I thought you should I thought you were just gonna crack on. No, yeah, well, we, I said I said we'd just had a little chat about Jamie Gadda Chapman next week and missing the missing the big game. But Ah yes. Uh, none of us are going now. I was meant to be going, but my sister won't let me take the ticket. So um, I'm uh, very disappointed. But, Matt, we might be able to watch it together if you turn up to training. Training? What's that? <laughs> or just pub? I'll meet you at the pub afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, let's talk about Seville last night. Uh, obviously, we lost 1-0. Um, very good performance by the boys. All we asked for was to take the game into next week. And, and we have. Um, what was your uh, what was your thoughts on the game and the performance as a whole? Uh, I'll jump in. Like I said on the pod earlier this week, and I said to multiple people throughout the week, including last night, I'll have taken a one goal loss in this game before the game started. Like take it back to the second leg. Make sure you're still in the tie because if you're two goals down, then it's probably game over. But we're still in it. That being said. The way we played and some of the chances we had, it feels really disappointing to come away with nothing from that game. The Vlasic slash Antonio chance was massive. 
Uh, Suchek forced a good save out of Bono. Like we had chances to get something out of that game. So yes, while it was encouraging, good performance, still disappointing to come away with with a defeat. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was the game I expected it to be. I didn't expect it to be high scoring. I never imagined we'd see like a free two or a Desmond or something like that. I thought we were going to see a low scoring game because Spanish football is very much like that. It's very pragmatic. You don't have massive high scoring games now. Like you look at them, they're second in the league, scoring 39 goals in 27 games, only conceding 18. They've only conceded 11 goals at home all year. So it was never going to be easy going there. And I guess my worry is, are we going to be good enough to break them down at our place? Because I think the first goal is going to be massive next week. But I think, as you said, we had chances. I looked at XG, 1.08 to Seville, 0.98 to us. So draw, a 1-1 draw probably would have been a fair result. It was just frustrating to see a couple of missed chances early because I think the whole game would have been different then and it might have been a more open game for us. But I do think they're there for the taking. Like, they had... It took a well-worked set-piece for them to score. And that's what's so hard to take. The credit to him was a great goal, but we, we didn't deserve to lose this game, I think. I, I do agree. You've got to give their coaching staff um, a lot of credit for that goal as well. Because they, they they've obviously done their homework, seen how good we are in the air from set pieces, obviously going forward and defending. And there's a couple of times, they just didn't put the ball in a box at the time we were hoping they would. They would. Obviously, the goal... He's completely left on his own because it's a well-worked free kick. And there was actually one afterwards where they play the ball square and then they attack. And there's a free header at the back post. Um, so they've done it to us a couple of times. So you've got to give their coaching staff full credit for that to, to sort of draw us into a full sense of security and set pieces. Um, but for me, going forward again, we look dangerous. Again, every time we got the ball, Antonio again looked sharp when he had the ball. Um, looked very good holding the ball up. It's just the last three or four weeks we've created chances. It's not been not been a problem. Going back to Southampton last week, going back to Liverpool, chances creating chances is not a problem. Putting the ball mm. in the back of the net is becoming a real issue, which is a positive in a way because of late we've struggled to create chances. But and back to was that the, was that the Desmond alarm going on? <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, um, yeah, so we're creating them, which is obviously a positive, but I just hope there's a game soon where they all just go in. Like we have like an extra of 1.2 and we score three and you're like, well, we took all our chances today. But I just, yeah, I think this hurts because they were there to be got at. Like I don't really look at anyone in their team apart from maybe Kunde, who is a world beater. But they're just yeah, so well he impressed me last night as well. I think he's really good coming out with the ball from yeah. the back. Um, it's sort of you can see why teams like Chelsea are interested in him. Um, when yeah. Antonio turned early on in the game and then run, Kunde just didn't engage with him, but he kind of just like shuffled him out of play for a goal kick. And you're like, he done so well with his positioning that he didn't have to engage or foul. it was fantastic. He's a yeah, he's a talented player, and yeah, it was disappointing really because I think although we had the most clear-cut chance of the game they had more than us but that clear-cut chance how have we missed it was it 
was, I'd say it's not as bad as Lanzini's miss against Liverpool because mm. at least he hit the target, but still. I have to admit, I think Antonio's miss is actually a lot worse than people. Like, everyone's highlighting Vlasic's miss, but he's got to put a lot of power on the ball, and yes, he should score. But how has Antonio fluffed it behind him from the follow-up? Like yeah, he's, that's... Just, he's just swiped, hasn't he? And he's like... The only thing, the only mitigating factor with Antonio's is Vlasic has also flung his leg out at it while he's on the floor. So they're both sort of just waving at it with their feet. But they're both equally as bad. I think Vlasic is, you cannot give the goalkeeper a chance. I know you've got to put the pace mm. on it, but you're so close. All you've got to do is put it two yards either side of the keeper and he's not going to save it. And it yeah. was literally the whole goal to aim at. So it's, and I think it's easy to say as well. And it's probably quite obvious to say, I think we missed Bowen as well um, last yeah. night because I feel like if that chance falls to Bowen, he's burying that. I'd like to say so. I didn't think Lassie's had a bad game, though. No, like, I agree, in general. He works hard and he suits what Moyes wants. He will work hard for the team. I get very much for now vibes from him in terms of he'll work hard, he'll always provide support, might not always have the most goal returns, but he fits the system. And yeah, he's good, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought Vlasic was probably again very unlucky to be taken off last night. Um, I, he's he's, just, I think he's, he's better right now than Fornells. Fornells last night gave the ball away so much, so much, and Vlasic looks like he actually he's he's, he's got strength about him as well. I'm, I'm a big fan, big big fan. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he is very good. He just, uh, in, at the point of coming off, it's just someone's got to go off. So who's it going to be? Um, and it's not going to be Antonio, let's be honest. Mm. So it just falls down to one of the others. Yeah. I, just, I, I think Lanzini, Lanzini impressed me in the deeper role yesterday again, like even putting mm. in some good tackles as well. But again, I think him, like Fournals, gave the ball away a little bit too much. Yeah, I, I just think Lanzini right now looks like he's up for everything. Every every game he's impressed me more. It, even, as you say, defensively last night, I thought he looked really good. Which yeah. in the past, you could say probably defensively isn't his, isn't his strong suit. Um, but I was, I was really happy. I was actually really happy with the whole performance. I thought the defence was fantastic all night. Um, mm. ben, probably one of Ben Johnson's best games in the West Ham show. I think the thing that he looks good defensively. Defensively, yeah. there is no questions over him. Like defensively, he's absolutely brilliant. But going forwards, just where he lacks, he still needs to work on his final cross, his final pass. But his foundational play that he defends well—that's key. Like that other stuff can come. So yeah, he, he done well. He offers a, he offers a bit bit of pace at the back as well, um, which obviously helps out with Dawson um, yeah. next to him. Zuma is just an absolute rock. Absolute rock, and yeah, that's the thing. I, if we obviously it's all it's all what, what what you think. If we can keep a clean sheet next week, or even conceding one, I can see us scoring two next week at home. That fan base at home next week is going to be incredible. Mm. If there's a game that you're that you want to be at and not missing because you're going to Cheltenham next week's the one. Don't say that. <laughs> look, look at his little face. Fuck you, arsehole. Uh, um, I, I'm, I'm quietly confident going into it one nil down. Their away form has been poor of late. They haven't won an away game. 
if you look at the league, the, their last away league win was the 3rd of Jan. So it's over two months ago. And that includes... if, you, if you'd have listened to the podcast earlier in the week, you'd have heard me say that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to listen to it. So that is on me. Fair enough. Um, I'll start calling you Daryl. <laughs> Um, we, we better mention James because he got a bit. Uh, he got a bit pissy yesterday that um, we, we didn't ask him a question. So uh, with him the whole game being friendly. No, that's what I mean. Ooh, he got. He got. Um, he got a bit. We we asked the question: Is this game bigger than? Is this the, the, was that the biggest game in West Ham's history? Yeah, you asked me that as well. We didn't ask him the question, and he got a bit. Uh, got a bit annoyed. So bless him. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed watching it with him yesterday. It, it, Except that he keep um, kept making comments in a David Moyes Scottish accent, um, yes. and I weren't too sure what he was doing. <laughs> is, is that exactly the same as his Jim White Scottish accent? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he's got one. Every Scotsman sounds the same. <laughs> I can't wait for a comment from him uh, once he's listened to this. Um, what What do you think of? Um, I know we I know we lack in squad depth as a whole, but. The, the, the subs that made last night, Noble coming at that point, is it was that just literally? Um, we'll take what we've got. The Masuaku sub late. Let's just take the one nil. Don't concede again. Or, or do you think that? Do you think that's that's literally all, all, all we've really got to offer? Uh, I think it doesn't send off a good image that that is all we have. I think it's a bit of both. Like, let's take what we can. Let's not kill ourselves. Like, we're still in the tie. Like we are, but it's still like we could have done more, but we hadn't got the options. I thought Ben Rama when he came on actually looks a little bit lively. Don't think he was bad at all, but that's it. That was all we had, and that's what's frustrating. <sighs> yeah, like I think this is what annoys me about him a lot because we're going to see it and we've seen it and we've seen young Ocho Flex on the bench and obviously we've had the same thing with Oda Baker in the last couple of years and Silva that they score well in 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 the youth system but if you're struggling in games like next week say we're, say we're at the same point in the game and we're 1-0 down um, or, or, or it's still 0-0 and need a goal desperately with 20 to go is it is it is, is the sub Noble is the sub Masuaku like mm. surely you, you've got to bring you've got to get attacking players on and if Hopefully Bowen is back, so you've got two more attacking subs, but you need like I think it's, it's you're just gonna have to throw this young lad in at the deep end. They've got nothing to lose at that point, too. Like if you need a goal and they don't score, no one's gonna walk off that pitch and go, Oh, it was a kid's fault. Well, none of the other players scored in 180 minutes we were playing. So why is it um trying to remember some of their names? My mind's left my head. Uh uh yeah, your mind's, mind's left, left your head. <laughs> Like, I think, who's the um, young striker? Sonny Perkins. Like, you're not going to blame yeah. Sonny Perkins if not scored. It's on the other players that haven't scored in 180 minutes, ultimately. So, yeah, if someone like Mark Noble is coming on, 15 minutes left, we're nil-nil still. Like, you are sat there like, really? You really think Mark Noble's the key to scoring here? Like, I'd rather, at that point, lose the game 2-0 in aggregate than draw nil-nil by bringing on central midfielders so that's not even like me slagging off mark noble it's just i'd rather see a striker come on no i completely agree and i think the other thing with last night with these subs particularly it was i think it was very much a take the one nil 
take home because you're still in the tie at that point take that back home and, and mm. see if you can go out again next week and I think especially the noble one Lanzini was on a yellow card as well um yeah. and he had made a couple of tackles since and there was one point not long after he got his first yellow I thought he was about to bring someone down again I think that probably had a, a little bit of a factor in that as well so mm. it just made I, sense at that point the ref was very lenient he didn't give many fouls especially early in the game he really tried to let the game flow so Credit to him, which I didn't mind. I didn't think. Yeah, I think he was decent. The one thing that, I, and it's a weird little gripe, but I wouldn't even call it a gripe. I found it a bit strange was that Zuma got booked for the foul for the goal. I thought it was very soft yellow card. I don't know if it, it was a. I don't remember him making like a few fouls before that point to be booked for yeah, the top. Yeah, I agree with that. It was quite funny in the pub how the commentator just before they scored went for a team at home. They aren't creating many chances like their chances weren't that good and Michael uh, Edwards was there like oh for God's sake they're going to score now and I just went Michael if they score now it isn't because he said that and then obviously they scored and everyone's looked at me like you prick Jamie I'm, like, <laughs> oh, I'm kind of not superstitious in that way like it's, nah, it's it had nothing score. to do with it they um it's it frustrated me as well with the goal because I just think we gifted it to them by trying to play out from the back in like a tiny little corner where we were under pressure. There was no space. And because of that, we gave away the free kick, which led to the goal. That was my main frustration for that. The goal itself was very nicely worked, very nicely taken. They know we've got big height from set pieces and that's not really where they're going to hurt us. Despite the fact that Nezri did have a few headers throughout the game, but pretty much all went straight at Areola. Mm. I'm just going to watch it back. Like I've got the highlights on my phone at the moment. And I just looking at it, he's not picked up at all. Like he's just on the edge of the box and no one's there. Like Flash is just central on the edge of the box watching the other man. So he's just not the training ground. Yeah, it's it was planned. They probably watched us play and realised that we very heavy load the box, but never have a man on the edge. So it's it's clever. It is really clever. We 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 all drop every 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 defender drops drops with a run on the ball. And hmm. he's, he's, sit, he's sat on his own. He's clever. He's, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You have to give them complete and utter due for that goal. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think... Not many people are going to walk away and go, oh, like, it's... We could do better. Because if that's the way we've always defended, we're not really going to change. And that's just really credit to them. Like, they're a smart team. They're a really smart team. And there's a reason they're historically very good in this competition. And it's a good side. They are a good yeah, side. Is a good coach as well. We, yeah, we can't. We can't think we're going to absolutely cruise home next week after just losing one nil. We're going to have to be on our game again and be right up there next week. So, going to it'll be a tough fixture. Tell you what, Jesus Navas impressed me as well for a thirty-six-year-old who's that block, converted mate. from a winger to a wing back, and that block, that block for the Lanzini was, shot. That block was disgusting. Yeah. Like that's that's a, that's a goal. No, no other way, no other way about it. Lanzini put that in the bottom corner, and that's and that's one all. And at that point, anything could happen. But yeah. that block is just superb. Mm. Do you think the other thing where the away goal rule has been scrapped? There's less emphasis on going out and all out and like trying to draw one-one. Because look, if you score the first goal, um, what is it? Um, you make it one-one. You hold all the kit. Uh, hold everything going into the second leg, like Yemsis or Seville. You draw 1-1 without the away goal rule, it's like level pegging. It is completely the same. So it's like 
we don't need to throw all our eggs that way. Let's we can back ourselves at home, like so. Let's not throw it away and then go two 0 down, and it's like a, a proper uphill battle. Do you think the away goal will be scrapped as kind of what changed the way we played? Definitely for me. I think that's the thing now. Without the away goals, it's there's less of an emphasis on you when you're away from home, especially like a lot of teams would go away from home, try to nick a goal, shut up shop and do something like that. Um, And then the emphasis is on the home team to come out at you. And then you look to maybe pick a gap and and pick up a goal there on the counter or something like that. But I just think in general, we like, it wasn't the most ambitious, but when you're coming away, there's no real, because there's no real need for that anymore. As you say, it doesn't matter if you pick up that goal last night or if you get the first goal on the second leg like it's the same thing now mm. i do and think I, I think we've seen that in the champions league as well we've seen that quite I, a bit i do think that first goal next week's huge i i don't think we can get through if we go two nil down an aggregate i think the first goal if you get if you make it one one on aggregate that crowd's going to be booming the, the atmosphere is going to be electric it's going to be a totally different vibe you go one nil down you're two nil down an aggregate to a team that's so good defensively it's going to be a proper uphill battle so i do think the first goal next week's massive it, but then i also could imagine this being a nil nil draw yeah i think that i mean like you say that first goal is huge if we go two down it's a massive uphills task it's not impossible but it's very unlikely um bearing in mind we have one more points from losing positions in the Premier League this season than any other side. So it's not impossible, but Sevilla are a very streetwise team. Um, they're coached well. I think they'll be there. And as you said, like they're very tight at the back in the league this season. So you're going to be a struggle to break them down once, let alone twice. I was going to say, since the 28th of November, they've only con- conceded two goals in the league once. Once. So that tells you everything you need to know. Like, they're going to come to us, probably play a low block and just absorb it. So it's so key that we take our chances because they're not going to make that a pretty game on Thursday. It will be very grinded out. God, yeah, it's huge. It's going to be they could also have They could also have players back as well because obviously Rakitic mm-hmm. pulled out in the warm-up last night. They were missing the defender. I think they had... One of their midfielders drop out playing at centre half. Um, so next week it could be a, a different side that we're facing as well and a slightly tougher test. So, like you say, first goal is massive for me. Um, yeah. I think we'll take a break there um, quickly and then we'll come back and talk about Sunday's uh, visit of Aston Villa. So, uh, Sunday afternoon, of course, Sunday because we played on a Thursday. On a busy day of Premier League football, actually, there's only three games this Saturday in the Premier League. Strange. Um, because, obviously, Euro- European football last night and a lot of Premier League games last night as well. So, um, the majority of the football will be played on Sunday afternoon. Um, two o'clock, we welcome Aston Villa to the London Stadium. 
Beaten 4-1 earlier in the season uh, at Villa Park in that very impressive win up there. Obviously, things have changed for Villa quite a lot since then. New manager, new players, Luca Dean's in, Philippe Coutinho's in. It's a very different proposition from that side that we faced back at the start of the season. How do you see this one going, Jamie? Um, obviously, you will be there. Um, won't be easy. They've they've been kind of hot and cold since uh, Gerard came in. So he's had seventeen games since he came in: eight wins, seven draws, seven losses. So yeah, they've regained a little bit of form on their last three, and they've won their last three all comfortably by two goals or more. So it seems like, yep, they've come into form when they're playing us. So yeah, uh, won't be easy by any means. Yeah. Uh, kind of feel like if we want to get Europe or top six, we need to win. Um, yeah, it's it's a massive game, really, because they've found form. They've got some really good players now, like Ollie Watkins, great striker. Coutinho's came in and been brilliant since he signed. Dean's been pretty hot and cold from all accounts. Um, but they're still solid enough. Like I think we can the get one at the moment is Matty Cash. Like, he's yeah. he's on form at the moment. Scored uh, last night against Leeds. Grabbed an assist at the weekend. So and the thing that's really come into the last couple of games, I think the last three games actually, where they've won mm. all three comfortably without conceding, is they're playing a top two of Watkins and Ings, and Coutinho's just in that hole behind pulling yeah. on the strings. So I think keeping Coutinho quiet is the key thing in this game for me. Yeah. And that's going to be a big task for Declan or Suchek, whoever gets that role. Mm. I don't think their defence can get get can get at. Like, Tyrone Mings is Tyrone Mings. Edry Conza's not been as good this year. So, the defence is get-attable. It's just... It's actually the way I'd rather it be. Like, our defence is good enough to probably stifle they're attacking players. I back um, Kurt Zuma, Craig Dawson, all that to limit their chances to not guilt edge. So I, I do think this could be an entertaining game of football. Are we good enough to win it? Coming off that big game on Thursday, I don't think we will. I think this probably will be a draw because also we're going to have one eye on Thursday week. If you went to Villa, like, any time you want to play us at our ground, this is probably the ideal time in between two massive Europa League games. So, yeah, I don't think we win. But that's more because they're in form and we've got bigger fish to fry with the Europa League. Yeah, it's worth pointing out as well, our recent record against Villa is very good. Uh, we've won our last three Um and we haven't lost in our last seven against them. Last time they beat us was back in May 2015 at Villa Park. Obviously, they've been up and down the leagues a bit since then. Um, and maybe it's 1 0 with a Tom Cleverly goal. Um, what a lineup we had that day. Adrian, um, Cresswell, Jenkinson, Reese Burke got a start um, oh alongside James Collins, uh, Kiate, Noble, Amalfitano, Downing. Nolan and Enna Valencia up top. To be fair, I never hated Morgan Amalfitano, but God, we're, we're a better side now. Alex Song came on for Kevin Nolan. Made a double mm. change at half-time. But if you don't see that now... Joe Ellis came on. Nene. 
Oh my god. Remember him? I forgot he played for us, if I'm honest. So did I. This is what's just reminded me. Um, so yeah, also on the bench that day, unused were Joey O'Brien, Josh Cullen, uh, Matt Jarvis. Oh, we've come a long way since then, haven't we? Mm, big time, massively. <laughs> no, they had some good players. No, yeah. Even Jack Creedish was still playing from back then. That must have been early in his career. Yeah. What do you think then? Where do you think this game's going? What do you predict it to be? Right, yeah, I think it's going to be very tough. I'd take a point right now if I was offered it just because of their form. Um, they're a very dangerous side at the moment, but I think we're, we're a lot better defensively um, than any of the teams they've come up against in their last couple. Maybe not Southampton so much, but even so. Leeds are a shambles, even under Jesse Marsh still. like They, they look better in their first game against Leicester, but last night showed me that, that those defensive frailties are still there. Yeah, Brighton, they beat away. Brighton's home form has been terrible since the early start of the season. So we're going to give them a tougher test than they've probably had in their last few games. Um, it's going to be a tricky one. I think it's going to be a one-all draw. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to predict, actually. So that's, it's going to be tricky. It's going to be tight. We're going to be at KG. Like you say, we're going to have one eye on next Thursday. But Moyes isn't the sort of player that will, the manager that will play a weekend side at all. Um, we've seen that throughout this year, even going into big games um, if we've got a midweek game. So I think he'll go at it for a pretty much full strength side still. Yeah. Um, I know we mentioned it before. Where do you think we'll finish down the league after a few more games and that? Where do you think we'll fall? I think. I think seventh now. I'm downgrading us just because I think Spurs are hitting a bit of form as well now. Yeah, I was going to go seventh. Maybe I'm seventh, maybe eighth, depending on what happens with Wolves because they got a win yesterday, but it's Watford. So I'm going to stick with seventh for now, but I think we're closer to eighth than we are sixth. I just think the top six have sorted themselves out. But if you said we were the highest team outside of the traditional top six this year i think every west ham fan would have taken that so still yes especially with european football not making many signings obviously you've still got wolves that are a good side um leicester yeah. you throw in there as well people, Plus even, villa. people did yeah, have villa. villa everton's early season form i know they're like struggling in a relegation battle at the moment but they won their first first three games and things were looking good for them yeah. so you definitely would have taken that. I'm just looking at Spurs' fixtures. Um, obviously, they've got a couple more games than us. Um, they've still got to play Man U. They've still got to play us. That's the big one for both sides. Mm. Um, but other than that, they've not got that bad of a run-in. They played Liverpool towards the end of the season. But thrown in there, they've still got to play Brighton twice. They've got to play Newcastle, Norwich, Burnley, Brentford. So mm. I think the only way we get top six is I think we've still got to play City again. City again. Late, late. That's going to be tough. And they're going to be going for the league, probably. Liverpool, uh, we finished. That's fine. But Chelsea still, with probably no fans at Stamford Bridge, which you've got to consider, will make it harder. You've got Arsenal again and Tottenham again. You need to probably, in those Chelsea-Arsenal-Tottenham games, get five or seven points between there. Right. Yeah. I think the the big the big thing will be for us after that Spurs game. I mean, well, including the Spurs game, obviously, but the three games after that are Everton at home, Brentford away, Burnley at home. Mm. Before we go, finish with Chelsea, Arsenal, Norwich, City, Brighton. So 
Those three games are massive. They're, we need nine points from those three if we've got any chance of making the top yeah, six. Totally agree with you there. Like, yeah, it's going to be tough. Next five games, Villa, Spurs, Everton, Brentford, Burnley. I'm probably saying you need 12 points from five games just to have a chance. Yeah. You then, after Burnley, you go to Chelsea away, Arsenal at home. You need to make sure you're still in and around. If you're playing catch-up at that point, it's probably already over. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, just to finish off, I've looked in my prediction. Um, who are you going? We've both got one or who's your first goal scorer? Um, I'm going to go... Danny Ings. I've gone Watkins. We've, we've gone for one of the strikers each. Uh, so we're both going for us to come from behind and get another point, gain another point from behind to extend our record of team with the most points from losing positions in the Premier League this season. Uh, if you haven't already guessed, Daryl's had to run off. Um, obviously, he's very busy at work, which feels weird saying that. Daryl's yeah. working. Um, but we'll leave it there. We'll get the predictions uh, from the other two. We'll obviously be back early next week at some point. Uh, to talk about the bit of game and look ahead to the second leg against Sevilla next Thursday. Um, obviously, we'll do that before you go to Cheltenham, Jamie. Sounds good to me. So, um, we'll just throw out there as well. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Bubbles underscore podcast. Uh, Facebook with Pretty Bubbles Podcast. Instagram at Bubbles uh, at Pretty underscore Bubbles underscore podcast. Um, come and get involved in all the chat. Obviously, like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, you can find us on all your usual po- podcast platforms as well, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, and you can also hear my thoughts if you want a bit of fantasy Premier League action on the Big at the Back podcast as well, which I just started a few weeks ago with my good friend Tom, uh, where we chat all things FPL on a weekly basis. Um, so, Jamie, anything else you want to say before we leave? No, I'm all done, mate. Happy days. Um, obviously, we'll speak next week. Fingers crossed for this weekend, and that leaves us with one thing left to say, and that is, come on, your irons. Come on, your irons. No!